Because you have been bought at the price. And not just so that you can get a ticket into heaven, but that you would walk out in this beautiful inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus, where he says that we have been blessed in the spiritual realms with all spiritual blessing. Would you not on this side of eternity want to embrace that and run with it? Is that not a portion that you would want? Is that not something that if your child knows that this is everything that they would have, would you not want to teach them how to embrace it and how to grab it and how to run with it and not only for themselves but to impart? In about nine weeks' time, I'm going to be a granny and I was saying to, to the guys in the Ephesians study the other night that, that the enormity and the weight of this responsibility to know my mom, my mom is just an angel. She just is. But she has taught me to love Jesus and she has shown me that he is real. And when my baby bear comes along, when Pastor Kurt speaks about legacy, when I go one day, would my baby boy be able to say that my Lala, she taught me and she showed me a Jesus who is so real that I don't care what you say about the words written in the book called the Bible. She showed me living proof that he is real. Is that not what we carry? But for me to stand with bold assurance, for me to stand with utter conviction, for me to stand on a legacy, we, we have said it before, that our seeing is very platform. I look at them to the one I look at these men and women who have gone before us, and we
Because the sad reality is, is that we fail to be able to just deliver an answer because it has not become a part of us yet. That's not going to fly for any longer. I want to say to you, please, go and know the truth of the gospel. That when you live and walk, you walk out the gospel truth whenever God sends you. Your feet are not just made to hold your body. Your feet are to move you into territory that you're going to go and you're going to take back from the enemy for the glory of our King. And we can put on the armor, we can cover in the blood of Jesus, but if I have doubt within my heart, I am going to waver, not because I do not trust in Him, but because I will be fearful of this voice that I have inside me. The truth of the Gospel is the good news that God is infinite wisdom. Reconciled us. Us. He redeemed us. Blood-bought. Through the life, death, and resurrection of our King, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father, reigns forevermore, and He's coming back for that bride and I and you are part of that bride. And we stand charged with a call not to fill out a questionnaire trying to fill out and figure out what is it that you're good at and what is it that you're not good at. No, no, no. You are called to live out the reality that you are filled with the presence and the power of God. We can hear sermons and we can speak about the anointing and we understand that He is in us and He comes upon us and we can become so confused. The truth is, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He filled you with His Holy Spirit. I spoke to somebody this week, and she said something so profound that has marked me forever. That in religion, she was numb. When the Holy Spirit sat upon His word, she was alive. And I want to say to you that when you read the Word of God, invite the Holy Spirit to come in. Invite Him to come in. Ask Him to come and to captivate your thoughts, to stir up your heart, to completely consume you with the reality and the truth that is in these words that have been printed on paper. We cannot do this without Holy Spirit. If you are walking around and you're thinking that you can just go through the motion and you can just get your, your quiet time done and you can attend a certain number of services and you can, you can ask Jesus into your life and you can do that, why would you sell yourself short of more than that? Why would you do that to Father when He has said to you, I have given you so much more? If your life is looking better than the life of Jesus that He walked on this earth, Please feel free to come and speak to us afterwards. We would like to enroll you into presenting the course. But the reality is I have not yet seen people walking around on this earth doing greater things that Jesus did. I am not seeing the dead raised. I am not seeing the sick just leaving things behind and running away absolutely healed and free. I am not seeing the destitute and the broken just completely overwhelmed and all of a sudden realizing that I'm there. I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all. 
gave an illustration of the freedom that we read about in Galatians. And she said, it somewhat represented for her a video that she had seen of a deaf child that was here, that could hear for the first time. And this child, as her, as her little sister spoke to her, or her big sister spoke to her, this little girl just threw herself back and she just started laughing at the sound. And the more her sister spoke and her mom spoke, this little girl just ran out with laughter because for the first time she could hear the sound, she could hear the voice of her sister. And I want to say this to you. When you have a look at an I am statement, when you have a look at the word of God and you sing a song that says I am free, what does it do for you? What does it do for you? Does it leave you matter of fact? A little bit numb. Mm, I'm not so sure. It was like 10 years ago, it was a really good time. Mm, not so much anymore, you know. Life's happened and, and yeah, things are just a little bit different. Or can you throw your head back and have a belly laugh at the truth that you are free, that you are loved, that you are chosen, that you are forgiven? Can you just throw your head back at the reality of this world that you are living in that is totally crazy, but in the midst of this chaos, you can have everything that God has given you? And does it fill you and stir you with joy and with power? To want to see the other set free. Because it frightens me to think that sometimes, although we are, have every good intention, they're not necessarily the God intention. So I sat and I watched endless videos on Friday of deaf people hearing for the first time. And I thought after the first like 10 minutes, I might get a little bit bored. And that's no disrespect to anybody. It was just the reality. Sometimes we watch things and think, I don't know, we've got this. But I became so intrigued at watching the reaction and watching their faces light up and watching the reaction of the doctor and watching the reaction of those around them. And I want to say this to you that you, you can't see things around you and not take it back to Jesus because he will speak to you through a tree, he will speak to you in, in your workplace, he will speak to you through watching a video or a movie. And I just felt how many people are watching us and waiting for us to come alive. Not one of us has an excuse for not coming alive. We don't need an implant and we don't need a hearing aid. We have the loudest voice that will ever live and that's the Holy Spirit within So I want to say to you that if you are not living in the space where the word is alive, maybe turn the sound down. And by turning his sound up, you turn your sound down. Put aside your feet, put aside your thoughts. And say, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you speak to me? Because for a church to be alive, we cannot be without the Holy Spirit. We cannot move out of the way just because we are a little bit uncomfortable and we don't know what is going to happen next. That is beauty. That is wisdom right there because then we cannot have man-made controls in the way. We do not need to have a debate about is this or isn't this. It's like, what is the evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit? 
We spoke about it in Ephesians as well. And it's been incredible just to be going through this journey. But it's like, what does it even mean to walk in step with the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to have the Holy Spirit in your life? What's the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life? How does He speak to you? You know, we'll, we'll hear about Pastor Peter. We cannot allow ourselves to forget the things of the old. But we don't get caught up in the traditions of the old. But these are old, biblical truths that should be so part of your foundation. And when I say, what is the evidence of the Holy Spirit? You can just tell me. Because he's displayed it in your life all the time. So there were a couple of things that I picked up on when watching these videos about, about these dead people finding their, getting their hearing. And there were two things that they said. The one was that they didn't realize how much they were missing. They didn't realize how much they were missing. This person that I spoke to during the week who has now received the presence and acknowledgement of the power of the Holy Spirit and now reading and encountering God and
The other thing that they found is that they realized how much energy they were putting into trying to follow a conversation. Just take yourself into your quiet time for a moment. Just think about it. How much energy do you spend trying to read the word and can't quite figure it out? Your brain has to work a lot harder when you are not hearing as you ought to. It's exhausting. We are coming to that time of the year when people hear over and over and over again. I'm so tired. So tired. I think this is the first year that we cannot go. It's been a really long year because a lot of us have had the longest holiday we've ever had. There is nothing that has ever happened in your life that God cannot do. 
in Luke 5, we see where Jesus meets Peter at the shore, and they've been fishing all night. And he says to them, he says, I put, the, put out into the deep and let down the net for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, so I will let down the nets. The King James says, at thy word. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Yeah. 
So um, not always. But there was just an interesting thing about because some deaf people can speak very clearly, but they cannot hear you, and they're cheating. And the one the one little thing was is that you will find that sometimes they have what is referred to as a deaf accent. And I said to someone, what is a spiritual deaf accent look like? What is a spiritual deaf accent look like? And immediately the answer is one that's void of power. When I speak power, I'm not talking signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm talking about power of living in the light and the life of Jesus, walking in step with the Holy Spirit. One knowing that when he reads, you can feel his breath come past you. One that when you close your eyes and say, Oh Jesus, would you just go and minister to me in my night's sleep? Would you believe that he would do that? Would you come and would you heal the deepest parts of you? Just go, Oh Jesus, I just know that you would do it. Could you thank him before he's even done anything? Because you just believe in his goodness. Awake, O sleeper. Awake, O sleeper. Awake, O sleeper. It is time for an awakening where the church realizes that we are so full with the presence and the power that the compassion of life that it should stir in your greatness time and time again. I want nothing more than to see a generation not running after the traditions that we have established, but running 